Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. Hey, Sammy. I feel like... This last week went by so fast. Like, I feel like we just recorded the last episode. Don't you feel? Yeah, I, I do feel. I don't know um, <laughs> what happened during it. It doesn't feel like Thursday. I yes. wish we had off tomorrow like we did last week. That was glorious. It was... I actually... Last Friday was one of the best days of my life. When when you, when you we t- when we had a day off, right? Yeah. Oh, was that last <laughs> Friday? I don't when like... We yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that sounds like it correlates. <laughs> yeah, um, what did you do? I returned. What? What did you do? So I drove out to um, I drove out to like Sea Cliff, but I don't. I like it. There. I don't want to be too specific about where because it was unpopulated, and I want it to remain unpopulated to like sit just in peace and silence. I know where um, you went. What in Sea Cliff? I know where you went on Sea Cliff. Yeah, then. you know, There's only like, one area. No, but like others. I don't there's want only other one find. area where you sit in Sea Cliff. No, there's another area. There are other <laughs> areas that are more well known, but like the one area. Okay. Whatever. It's now everyone's gonna be so curious about the area. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, I went to, but I picked up I picked up a brownie and a hazelnut ice coffee and a house salad from Diane's and I brought it to the the area. Oh, Long Island living. <laughs> <laughs> I drove past our houses. Oh right, right. You did say that. Was that yeah. weird? Um, it was weird. It was did weird. You, did you coast like we used to? <laughs> yeah, I, but I was afraid that I would be like perceived to be loitering. <laughs> I mean, like loitering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so ridiculous now that I just said that. Um, no, I, I drove. I didn't like coast that slowly, but I did get like a glimpse of our houses, checked on them. Mm-hmm. Not the same without us in them, obviously. Totally. Yeah. Then I drove back to the city and waited for Avi to finish his work. And then we drove back to Long Island and we had dinner at Louis, which, as you know, was 
the first place that we ever Instagrammed a Betch's Instagram. I know. Isn't that crazy? Wait, you drove to Long Island and back and then back? Yes. Then back again? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So you went went back and forth from Long Island two times. In one day, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And that was the best day. (laughs) And that was the best day. I mean, you said you love driving. I I do love driving. It was funny because I was like sitting peacefully and I'm like, oh my God, like at what point is this part done? Like, <laughs> I'm like what do I you're do? You're waiting for it to go. You, you right. always do that. So didn't you say that you're trying to work about li- living in the moment? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was the, the, I think that you did my therapeutic discussion yesterday. So how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's going on? <laughs> um, no, it doesn't, it really feels like the week went by very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, I'm back in the city. I'm itching to leave again. <laughs> I've only you been go here to Long for twice in one day. Two days. Well, no, because I don't. Rusty has has the car. He takes it to work, so I'm I'm plopped. Um, but I just love I just, I love the greenery. I just I feel for Sansa. I just want her to have a backyard to play in. Mostly, mostly Sansa. Everything is fueled by little baby Sans. Because even I was talking to uh, a friend, and she was like quarantining in in the city must be like difficult especially like in the heat i'm like i'm really just mostly concerned for my dog (laughs) but yeah i mean things are okay um i feel less tired than last week do you um a little less tired today but i you know that could change that could change momentarily (laughs) Yeah, I could be tired in five minutes. Yeah. But it's funny that you said that about, about Sansa because we've also brought Bruce like to the suburbs two weekends in a row. And like two two weeks two weeks ago when we went to like our friend's house, he had this huge backyard he could run free in. Yeah. And then we also brought him last week to Avi's parents. Similar situation. Could go anywhere in the backyard. Like it's fenced. We're good. He, all he does is sit near the door where the food's going to come from. <laughs> Okay, so he's waiting for seamless. <laughs> yeah, like he has this, he has like so much space and he just like stares at like where there might be food coming. That's so really funny. So Bruce yeah. is an audience member of this podcast at heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But I, I had actually a good week and I just remembered what I did. I saw both my parents. Um, I played tennis with my dad, which is going to be my non-scale win early early um little quick window into my non-scale win and i saw my mom we had breakfast she made locks and i was like hell yeah oh, and shit. um it was it was a really nice weekend i felt very good about like spending like just really a quality time with my parents um so it was nice but it's weird how parental quality time has become like a value yeah well because you take it for granted when you when you could see them at any point and now like I can, I still can see them now that we can see them as opposed to before. Um, yeah, it's nice, but we like kept our distance a bit and yeah, it was just, it was just like a really nice thing just to like appreciate. I remember like the, this, the, like on Monday I was like, is that yesterday? No. What day is it? Is it Thursday? It's Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I mean. On Monday I was like, wow, I had such a nice weekend. And Rusty's like, yeah, what, what was nice about it? I was like, I don't know. It was just like kind of calm and quiet. And I just like enjoyed the moment, like spending time with my like loved ones. And he's like, wow. <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like the, 
and I actually feel like kind of happy about this. It's almost like the pandemic has taken us back to a simpler time um, where like just a small gathering in the backyard with like food that we prepare ourselves rather than like going to, you know, surf lodge, (laughs) you know, that it has become like, oh, I feel like the focus has shifted in a positive way where it's not like, where can we like go out and spend money and like buy a, you know, you know, a lot of one up, one up other people on Instagram, like that kind of mentality totally. And now it's just about like, who's, can we grill somewhere? Can we like, can we sit out by like a grassy knoll somewhere? Yeah. (laughs) Like it's really just like in constant search of a grassy knoll. Like that's, that's where we are now instead of like a nice fancy restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so this episode, we thought that we would ask our audience, you guys, what you want us to talk about, any questions you want us to answer. So last week you sent in your stories and this week you sent in our questions. In, in your questions and I think that it's, this will um, be a great chat we also have like we had a lot of questions also about recent celebrities on Instagram kind of shining light on their diets or their really really interesting body figures I feel like everybody knows what I'm talking about Kim Kardashian and her corset um, and so we thought we could address that too um, but before we do that, Sammy, do you want to share what's happening at Betches right now? You know, yes, I do want to share what's happening <laughs> at Betches. And then I want to share one additional thing that I meant to say in the very beginning of this okay. podcast. Yes, I'm sticking up my one finger. Okay. <laughs> two, okay. Two exciting events that are happening at Betches next week. Okay. First, I think it's important to explain to you before I get into what these things are, that entertainment these days is changing. Like we just said, like, you know, we're just searching for a grassy knoll and like a little grill <laughs> that we can flip a hamburger and, you know, modest, modest mouse. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, so entertainment is changing and that, you know, a lot, a lot more virtual stuff is coming up. Um, and Betches has decided to get, you know, into these new changes. Um, so you may have heard of, about a month ago, we did a You Up live virtual show at home. So it was a huge success. It was so fun. So funny. There was even like, you can chat while you're watching these shows, like in a chat for the whole audience, but there was even the audience had actually set up a separate zoom chat that they could watch the UF live show in together while they were watching the show on their, on their computers or televisions. So basically there's this new platform and it's sort of like, it allows you to perform a show online that you can stream onto your computer and then you can like airplay it onto Apple TV. So you're literally watching like an entertainment special of your favorite show on your television. And there are guests. It's not like shitty Zoom quality where it's like, oh, like one person like interrupts and says something and you have to like look at all the faces like show, right. bopping yeah. around. It's literally like a real show. Um, there are effects. We're able to add videos in it. We're able to play <laughs> games and you guys can participate in the games. Um, like where you're like actually playing, um, yeah. we're able to bring guests on the state on the stage, AKA the TV. Um, and it's just this really awesome platform. It's, it's not like shitty internet, like it works. Um, and honestly, this is the future of entertainment. So <laughs> Try it. Try it next week. We're having two of these events. Um, they're both really special and co- and uh, coincide with some celebrations that we're having. Um, so on Monday, June 29th, that is tomorrow, if you're listening to this episode on Sunday, 
at 8 p.m. ET, we are having our Betches Pride live show. Um, you might know Fat Carrie Bradshaw, aka Chris Burns, or Chris Burns, aka Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Um, <laughs> from <laughs> he and um, my co-host for the SUP, Brian uh, Brian Russell Smith, are hosting the Pride show. Um, they have a ton of really awesome guests, amazing games, really cool drag shows, and you can get tickets for that at betches.co slash pride. Um, so that's our first one. That'll be Monday. And also all proceeds are... Oh, duh. Okay. The tickets are $10 and all proceeds, 100% of proceeds go to the Marsha P. Johnson Foundation, which fights for black trans rights. So you're, you're basically donating your money to this to this um to this organization it's a really great cause and you're getting entertainment um for it and then on thursday the sup is having a live show that's thursday july 2nd america's birthday because that's the day the declaration of independence was actually signed not july 4th fun fact um <laughs> social the studies SUP, what seventh grade social studies <laughs> yeah you'll learn so many fun facts like like that one um at our batches Betches Sup live show. We're calling it America's Zoom birthday party because we will be playing lots of games as well. Um, we're having Congressman Eric Swalwell. We're having friends from Crooked Media. Um, and we'll be playing lots of games, having lots of interesting conversations, and we'll be announcing more guests as the week goes on. Um, tickets are also $10 and 100% of proceeds go to the ACLU Voting Rights Project. So another amazing cause, super important important and tickets are on sale at betches.co slash sup live and great job i also have one more announcement yeah um before this episode i was looking at this graph and the graph showed um all the cases all the different countries and their coronavirus cases which were at the zero almost not literally zero but like very close to the bottom and then you have america with a giant shoot up where everyone else is at zero. And I'm just really... Not everyone. I mean, what do you mean? Like, we're Not the only country that's at zero. Ours is just on the upward trend. Ours is on an upward trend. And then UK, Italy, Spain, all the other countries that were having problems, well, when we were in April, they're all like very... Their, their cases are very low. So I would implore everyone to please wear a mask when you go places. Yeah, wear a mask, And that's guys. my announcement. Um, and don't wear it below your nose because that essentially does nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I just wanted to, since we just brought up seventh grade social studies, I wanted to bring up a DM I got um, about that from a history teacher. And I just wanted to share her DM. She told me I can. And she said, I just, this wasn't planned. I just wanted to kind of bring it up. Um, she said, hello, I was listening to the most recent DST podcast with the questions and your discussion about social studies classes and teachers not reacting to content. As a history teacher, not only is the content heavily whitewashed, but we are told to not emote through topics because you can get complaints from parents who are concerned about quote unquote brainwashing their children. Therefore, the teachers have to shy away from the conversations that are so important because we as teachers aren't allowed to show a stance. This stigma is super important moving forward and it's changing the way social studies is taught to kids. I just thought it was important to bring up just from like the teacher's perspective because it's not necessarily their fault. Like there's a, a giant like school district and like tax dollars and parents that like are involved. I wouldn't blame like individual teachers. Like they're basically the ones, you know, they're teaching what they're responsible to teach according to the school district. The problem is who's setting the curriculum. Right, right. And who's approving it and who's like, 
it's 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 super complex too and it's like and obviously when there's money involved nothing <laughs> nothing can go the way that you want it um so guys if you want to go buy tickets that's betches.co slash pride and betches.co slash sup live this episode is brought to you by newly have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So let's really quickly get into like the Rebel Wilson, Kim Kardashian thing because we got a lot, a lot of DMs about it and there's a lot of discussion. Jamil Jamil wrote a long post about it. Um, and... Yeah, let's talk about it. So basically, first off, what happened was that Kim Kardashian posted a selfie in a mirror of her in a corset where her waist is the width of her face. Yeah. So her her waist is so, so, so tiny as if her organs have been completely mushed up, minced, (laughs) and I don't know where they are. This was an old photo she was sharing from the Met Gala because this she was showing that like this is what she had to do to prepare to wear her dress to the Met Gala, the one where she looked naked. She always looks naked, but like where she said she was uncomfortable, but like oh no. she couldn't she had to like practice breathing um to be in this dress. But her her comment her like thing wasn't like her caption wasn't like talking shit about it. It was just like look how good I look. That that was what the picture was, honestly. And um separately, Rebel Wilson announced or her PR people announced. I don't know why this needs to be announced. That's what I was thinking about when I was reading it. Um that she is um this year she's saying proclaiming that this this year is her year of health and she's losing like a bunch of weight. Her goal there's her they listed her goal weight which I find bizarre. I know. And um, they listed her goal weight and she's doing some mayor method, which then I read about. Um, we could talk about that later. And so she plans to lose a bunch of weight and she feels energized, quote unquote. We all do. The diet uh, high. I, doesn't this feel so tired? Like, why is this in the news? <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, how does this even break through when you have a coronagraph like the one I described <laughs> earlier? 
<laughs> yeah. How does Rebel Wilson's weight loss break through as news while there's literally a pandemic? Like, I mean, if anything, if anything, I think the fact that Rebel Wilson's weight loss has managed to break through is a statement about how we, where we are, where we stand. You know, like it's a test almost about like where is American society when it comes to weight loss? Oh, they still give a, a lot of fucks because they, uh, <laughs> women in weight loss, women in weight yeah. loss specifically. Um, should we? So then Jamila Jamil wrote a really long Insta caption addressing the Kim Kardashian thing. Um, and I feel like we should read it because I read it last night and I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, I did too. And I do feel like first, let me read it and then we could discuss it. Okay. So I've received, so she posts the picture of Kim and then this is her caption. I've received over a thousand DMS. Oh, also guys, Jamil Jamil is, she's an actress. She's also, she's been like a body positivity kind of they know her activist. Yeah. You guys, she, she started the I campaign. Um, okay. Anyway, she says I've received over a thousand DMS asking me to address this. The reason I didn't jump on it immediately isn't because I don't think the post was damaging and disappointing. I do. It's because the fact that you're all messaging me about it shows my work is done. I haven't been trying to cancel Kim K. I always, I was always trying to arm you with the knowledge to recognize for yourselves that this is a bullshit expectation of women developed by the patriarchy. If you know that it's prob problematic, reductive, and irresponsible her, for her to perpetuate such a heavily impossible beauty standard to her impressionable fans, then you're empowered and conscious and you don't need me. Kim, like many of us, has had decades of body image issues and obsession. This has been heavily, heavily perpetuated by how much the media scrutinized her and her sisters over their appearance, appearance, appearances. She isn't actively trying to harm you. She's just so harmed and deluded into thinking that this is what she needs to look like to be special and beautiful, and she's spilling it out onto her following. Is this wrong? Yes. But I'm not sure she realizes that she's doing to others what she idols what her idols did to her in making her think a tiny waist is the key to femininity and sex appeal. We grew up in the era of heroin chic where we were told you had to look like an addict starving to death. So to go from that to being bullied about your body by the world, this toxicity from someone who is smart and knows better is a sign that this is harm that she can't stop doing. So there's no point in screaming at her. The smart thing to do is to protect yourself. You have power. You control every market. You choose what and who is trendy. Unfollow the people who tell you things that hurt your self-esteem. Don't let the debris of their damage spill onto you. Unfollow brands, peep slash people that don't make you feel powerful and happy and grateful for what you have. You're the boss and none of them are shit without you. The patriarchy wants us to focus on our weight instead of power, equality, and psychological freedom. Fuck anyone who encourages this. Block, mute, delete, repeat follow activists, writers, act, artists, and comedians instead heart. That was kind of long, actually. I didn't say I, it was really <laughs> long, but I thought it was like, I thought it was great. hundred percent on point. It was great. It was, I thought also, I feel like just me when I saw it, I didn't feel, I, I, I was like mad. I was like, how is this going by? Um, I feel like Kim's post, you mean? Yeah. Kim's post. And I feel like that is, that is in itself like a, a sign that it is working that like slowly we are infiltrating diet culture slowly we're changing people's minds i mean i've made a huge effort into unfollowing certain people and i'm noticing like consciously 
when certain things trigger me, when I see before and after pictures, I make sure to unfollow or mute those people, you know, like fitness, weight loss, um, not houses. I follow those actively. Um, (laughs) um, but I feel like she's right that the fact that like she is getting a lot of DMs is, is proof that there is small, at least small change in people's minds. I do think there is change in people's minds. My feeling when I see something like this from Kim is just like, the whole thing is so tired. It's so like passe at this point. I just feel like, okay, like again, Kim, like, like I literally look at it like, okay, stop begging for attention. Like we get it. You have a small waist, like no one gives a shit. Your, your ass is big. It's disproportional. Like congratulations. Like to me, there's just no, nothing more to say about it. Like you can also see through all of her pictures, even like the ones after where she like posted a photo of her like new pajama collection or something for skims, which kind of looked really comfortable. But <laughs> she um, posted a picture of her like doing laundry and like Dylan Hafer posted like, oh, stop trying to make us think that you do your own laundry. But in my head, I was thinking she literally only posted this because she thought she looked skinny. And <laughs> I you could just and now that we kind of are armed with that information, it's it it doesn't it doesn't have any no pun intended weight. And it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't to me, I'm just like, I look at it like a child asking for attention. Yeah. On ins- like, to me, that's what she feels like. Like, oh my God, I'm skinny. Look, look, look. I swear I'm skinny. Like, look at me. I'm skinny. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we've seen your whole fucking body. I've practically seen up your asshole at this point, Kim Kardashian. Like, I don't <laughs> care. I literally don't care. I'm just tired of it. Like, we get it. You're thin. Um, But let's change gears and talk about Rebel Wilson for a second because that's like... A, a different situation, but like arguably more fucked up. Yeah, kind of more fucked up because I've always like th- admired Rebel. Not that I judge, I don't, I'm not judging her for wanting to lose weight. Like that's that I want to make a, that point clear, but I've always admired her for having like her confidence as like having a, being in a bigger body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And being this like really like just funny, outspoken woman. And the fact that she's like, saying that she wants to get healthy her year of health is about losing a shit ton of weight i don't know what message and then she's doing some mayor method which we can share with you it's i first of all i like that it's called a method that's that was my first impression i liked that it was called a method and i think that's important because it's not like a diet and because it's like we all know that like this is just a method of losing weight do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's not like she's not they're not quoting that this is like some new because we all know how to lose weight. We know all how to lose fat. We know the science behind it, but this is like a method, which I thought was like an important distinction. But anyway, so part of the method is eating very slowly, like counting to 30 chews per mouthful. Um Okay. That's that's an eating disorder. I'm sorry, the me- that's an eating disorder. <laughs> no, like ask an RD, they would be like, if you're counting your chews. I, I would agree. I, I see that point. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not backing up the mayor method here at all. Like, I don't think it's right. Obviously, like you shouldn't promote this, but what I think if she's saying that she's, she's not, I wouldn't count my chews, but I would think about like, cause also part of the method is like to make sure you're not watching television or doing anything while you're eating is to focus on the food, which I get puts on this like crazy focus on food. And if you're doing it for the wrong reason, which is to lose weight, it is an eating disorder. But if you're doing it to be more of a mindful person and focus on satisfaction, which obviously she's not doing is a good 
is like it that it's technically the right thing to be doing but for the wrong reasons right it's not like her it's not like her 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 pr team was like rebel wilson is going to get to three million chews this year (laughs) (laughs) but but do you know what i'm saying it's like she that is the right thing is to be a mindful like a mindful person when you're eating but obviously yeah, but when you're doing, but when, but when you're saying be mindful so that you can lose right. weight, it's for the wrong reasons. You're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're here for the wrong reasons, Mayor, 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 Mayor. <laughs> yeah, um, um, it's also just like, oh my god, like it, it is diet culture, and absolutely, that, that's okay. Here's the thing, like it's okay if she like. I think part of the, like, once your eyes are open to, like, what diet culture is, there's this, like, oh, I must reject it 100% because now I identify it. But in reality, you didn't, it didn't take any of us, like, one day or, like, one realization to, like, build all these fucked up relationships with food and our weight and our goals. So it's not going to undo itself in a day. And I, I don't want, I feel badly criticizing Rebel Wilson because, I don't know what the fuck it's like to have millions of people constantly commenting about what I look like. Um, totally. Yeah. That in a way that like could be harmful to my career. But so yeah, it is like very diet culture-y, but um, I don't know. It's diet culture-y. I, I mean, it's obviously diet culture because there, I think the fact that it's an announcement in like yeah. people.com that she's planning to lose weight makes this like she's she's sensationalizing her weight loss and again putting weight loss and women in the same fucking bucket and putting it in the news elevates that bucket (laughs) like especially especially because there's this like i almost feel like there's this in um indirect relationship between for women between like perceived talent and weight meaning like if a woman is overweight then she must be incredibly talented in order to maintain her fame she must be extremely funny or a really good singer in Adele's case or you have or you can be fit or you can have no talent but then you have to look like Kim Kardashian right it's like it's like you're not allowed to just be like heavy and like average you know that's so true because there's no right because what the purpose that you're serving as the thin average actress woman is like you're just eye candy quote unquote quote unquote like you have to be eye candy for the screen so yeah that's interesting because so, then, then it's telling the story. Then, then it's perpetuating the story that women aren't beautiful or eye candy at in at larger body sizes. Yeah, and and that's yeah, fucked. exactly. And therefore, we can only like invite you to our club of fame if you have some other extreme talent, right? Cultivate that's, it. Well. We'll see how she does with her 30 chews. But I also don't believe that she's doing this mayor. Method. <laughs> I oh, think she it's like PR. I think it's PR for this mayor method. They paid for well, then how's she going to lose weight? And she's losing weight, you know, calorie counting, working <laughs> out how everybody does it. And she is under the impression that it's going to stay. And maybe it will. Maybe it will. Maybe she, she can afford a fuck ton of therapists and people around her chefs 
to continue that, you know, um, for the rest of us, not so easy. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on making a year of something? Because in the article, it said like, like last year was her year of romance. The year before was her year of some other blah, 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 bullshit. It's like setting goals for herself. I get that. Um, and it this year like she's proclaiming would- it's her year of health. It sounds like something I would have said when I was 25 and like really bought into and believed. But now that I'm 31 and I know better. (laughs) um, Old fucks. (laughs) I don't know. Everything, you know, different things work for different people. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like when the louder I am about my goals, the worse they go. (laughs) Because why? Because you're, you procrastinate. Like why? Because then it becomes like, oh, I made the declaration. I don't need to like think about it actively as much. Like no changes get made from like one large action or decision. I mean, eventually they do. But what really makes the change is like the subsequent every small act that cumulatively adds up. Right. Practice. So or whatever. So I feel like at least for me, when I'm like when I make a big thing out of something like that, it like almost backfires. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my big, uh, my one goal this year is to do a pull up. <laughs> you do and it? Fucking COVID happened. No, I have nowhere oh. to practice pull ups, really. You have a pull up bar here. Oh, oh my God. I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have somewhere to practice. I'm too scared to set it up. My brother got it for me. And I'm too scared to set it up. Set it up? No, I'm, I'm scared to have it. Like, I'm scared to. Like I've seen so many videos of people falling off those pull-up bars that I'm literally terrified of like breaking something. Okay. You know my fear hanging. Yeah. Well, you're it's very low. How you know? I'm five feet tall. True. Dude. True. But Everything not, is high. You're not hanging that much. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So if you guys have any comments or questions about this Kim K or Rebel Wilson thing, email us TST at Betches.com or DM at Dice Tomorrow. You can also DM me and Sammy. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. 
Let's do some listener questions. Um, so Carly has broken it down in topics. Very organized. I like it. Um, what should we do first? Food, quarantine, relationships, mental health, miscellaneous food. Aileen, how is your intuitive eating journey going? Um, it's going well. There's good days, bad days. I'm really, really working on not being there's, you can't be like a good intuitive eater or a bad intuitive eater has nothing to do with that actually. So I'm really working on like the non-perfectionism and just like focusing on eating like non-judgmental eating yesterday or over the weekend. Again, I have no concept of time. Yesterday. Um, I had a really monumental moment. Um, I had, it was like one of the, it was probably the first time that I ate something. I felt really full after like kind of, I ate, I acknowledged that I ate too much and that I looked at it with, I talked, I thought about it in my head with no judgment, literally no judgment. It was the most neutral assessment of being full and eating too much ever because usually you're just like, oh, I'm so full and gross. You know what I mean? And then like yeah. examining your face and how your body feels. I had none of that. Like literally I was just like, oh wow, I like, I think I ate too much. Like, why did I eat so much? Um, and then I thought about it and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's good to know. Like, and then I felt no like residual negative feelings the next day. There was no like restriction, none of that. And so that makes me feel so hopeful for like the whole healing process. And, and then obviously like a couple of days ago, I, I had like, I binged chocolate chips. Sammy, you told me to get Reese's chocolate chips and I got them and I can't Wait, stop eating them. Reese's chocolate chips, the, the peanut butter ones. Yeah. The best. I put them in the fridge. Oh, and <laughs> so like I've been kind of eating a lot of them, but now instead of instead of judging myself, I'm thinking like, why am I do like, what, what emotions am I feeling or what anxiety am I feeling that I, I feel like I need to eat these? And so I know I'm rambling, but I'll keep going. Um, but I kind of felt like I got the chocolate chips in the city. I feel like my apartment has an energy of diets in it. Oh, my God. Do you know God. what I mean? Like, oh I God. entered my apartment, and I'm like, this is where I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> and so I feel that same energy. Like, I immediately, like, my body my, has muscle memory of, like, the actions of like not wanting to cook. Meanwhile, when I was at Rusty's like Hampton family's Hampton's house, I was like so excited to cook new things and do that, do that. Um, so I noticed that it's like, might be the energy of my apartment and more of a reason for me to move out. But also it's just like such an interesting note because I never would have noticed that before. You know, I've always believed that apartments have energies that cause you to, or not cause, but it's like my habit. Yes, that is like such a true thing. It's like whatever um, you went through there stays there because you feel you, it's around you. Like if you don't change anything, you kind of remember yourself in this couch sitting, talking to your dietitian, figuring out how to lower your calorie count. You know, like you go, you see your kitchen, you remember making literally like fucking cardboard crackers. Like that, that is there and it doesn't go away. I have to like fucking yeah. sage the place. Obviously, sage the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously sage the place. No, it's yeah, it's definitely true. Oh, by the way, I made my Samantha Sage email yesterday. Very exciting. Oh. 
Samantha um, Sage. Yeah, very exciting. Samantha Sage PR. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I completely agree with that. But something you said about like like the paying attention to the emotions and the mindfulness and like being like aware, I think that that, and this is based off of therapeutic conversations, I think that that is sort of like the answer to anything. Yeah. Is like, why do I feel this way? Be, be being less reactive, being more mindful, like observing. Without judgment. Yeah. That's like being very neutral, just being like some, like an anthropologist. That's what yeah. it is in intuitive eating. Just like observing your actions, your thoughts, feel, like as if you're just a friend, just like, oh, and why, why, why do you think you did that? Like, yeah. And not feeling judgment, not saying I ate too much because that also judgment, like, oh, I ate more. I ate more than I, that I feel full. Like I ate more than I had planned. I ate over eight, but not in a bad way. Um, yeah. I mean, talking the, the context I've been like talking to my therapist about this is how I always kind of like say, I want to move to like the next thing. Like we got to like, get it to the next. She's like, what if you just tried to get like really curious about like what you're feeling and why you want to move on to the next instead of like indulging this like next, next, next constantly. Yeah. That I feel like we all like f are guilty of like I, I can I can um definitely relate to wanting to do the next thing like I'm sitting here talking about buying a house, you know like why can't I just sit you know but you know my apartment has diet energy so we gotta get yeah, blame it on the diet energy. <laughs> um but it was such a wild moment to realize that and to just kind of like how can I change that now now that I've noticed that because before I would have just gave in yeah. Um, okay, let's switch to quarantine. How comfortable are you with going out and eating at restaurants right now? Um, ugh, I don't know. So my friend asked case by me, case. yeah, it's case by case. Depends how that restaurant is. Um, I don't know, it's hard. I'm comfortable with it in certain situations based on what the restaurant is like, meaning like, are they spaced out? Are the, are the servers wearing masks? Like, is it, you know, how much space? Honestly, I look at it as like the space, like how much space is there between people? How much, you know? Uh, yeah, I look at it about the space and like, I try to, it's like you call them, you suss out how, how intense they are or how like serious they are about, um, like keep social distancing and the regulations, right? Like a lot of places in New York City don't get care. Some do a lot. Some places in Long Island care, some don't. Um, I think that you just have to be like, just call and ask questions about what what they're doing for to take precautions. Like a lot of people change things on their menu. Um, they don't, like I went to a wine place and they're like, we're not doing any tastings at all. Like you have to drink, dr you have to buy your own bottle and drink that. And like, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Do you think but, bread baskets are going to be over? I hope so. Fuck that. But <laughs> who needs a bread I hope basket? Not. Who needs a bread basket? Just serve me like one piece of bread to my right. The bread, I would, I think that I go to the restaurant because of the bread basket, but like it's the most, it's my favorite part. Of the meal, usually. Who decided that there needs to be a bread basket, though? Like, why? It makes very little sense. It makes no sense. Why do you need a fucking loaf of plain bread before a huge meal? I don't know, but you're going to give me one. I'm, I'm going to eat it. Do you? Would you eat this bread basket if it came at the end of the meal? I would eat it as the meal. <laughs> <laughs> 
please, please hold the entrees, just the basket. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, if you were like the rest, there's only ice cream and bread left. We're good. Yo, have you ever dipped bread in ice cream? (laughs) No. I have. Okay, next question. Will it ever be safe to go to workout classes again? What are your guys' predictions? Would you go to one? Oh, this is what my friend asked me. She was like, what are your thoughts on like going to a workout class? She's like, she she lives in Atlanta. She said the class, they have like half capacity and she says that they clean, but she's still not so sure. Um, I said- I don't know. (laughs) I will say I would not go to a workout class. And the reason is because they're indoors. And it's okay. So the way COVID spreads is obviously through like these droplets and through aerosolization. And like the more heavy you're breathing or if you're coughing or sneezing, that pushes more if you have COVID, whatever, that pushes more of the droplets and the, you know, the particles into the air. And then being indoors is like a particular um, concern because the air is like recycling in the room and because of the way that like the ventilation is set up, it can blow. Like you could in theory get COVID from someone on the other side of the room if the ventilation is set up in a certain way. So personally, I would not go to a workout class because of the indoor factor. If there were a way for that workout class to be outside, um, I would go. So it's not the class. It's the indoor factor for me. Do you think it'll ever be safe? Yeah. Like one day. One day. Um, Uh, I think it doesn't help that most that many states that are experiencing massive surges are not taking precautions. They're not closing. They're not wearing, they're not mandating masks. Um, And yeah, yeah, I just don't think that it's, yeah, it's going this badly because we are doing a bad job. So New York is okay. No, New York is doing really well. And they just announced that if you are coming into New York, New Jersey or Connecticut, and from a state where cases are going up that you have to quarantine for 14 days. I don't know how they're going to regulate that, but like, yeah. They're not. <laughs> they're not. I think it's just a way of people being like, oh shit, New York is taking this seriously. Maybe it's an empty threat. They're, they're trying to also like show other states that you can do this too. All right, next question. Are self-care and therapy so important when there's much bigger issues out there right now? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. More it's important. Like, more important. It's one of the most important. And for, for you to even handle bigger issues, you need to feel good inside. And you need to feel like that you're, t- you're taking care of yourself first and foremost so that you're able to take care of others, that you're able to tackle bigger things. Um, because it's just going to creep back up on you and you're not going to, you might not even be able to tackle those bigger issues with a clear mind. Yeah, that's, I think that's just a great answer. Yeah. Um, okay. Then on that topic, mental health, cause we started that without telling people, can you please give advice to someone who just started therapy? Um, yeah. Okay. If you're just starting, um, know that it's like awkward and you're going to feel weird at first. Um, and then I would try to figure out if your awkwardness is because you're just starting therapy and you feel weird starting therapy, or if it's that your therapist is not maybe right for you. You can tell that probably in like four or five sessions. 
Um, and yeah. then maybe start to explore other options if it's still not like comfortable. But the thing to remember is that therapy is supposed to be uncomfortable. So please try to, or please, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not requesting it of anybody. Maybe try to uh, sort of try to figure out how to like figure out the source of your discomfort if it's that you feel uncomfortable talking about your own issues, which is the purpose of therapy and you should be feeling that way. Or if it's that you just don't like the person you're speaking to. I think it's also like just hard to be vulnerable with a stranger like immediately that's just in itself is like uncomfortable and awkward and it's like where do I begin <laughs> like you know <laughs> like how do I start so your therapist you can feel free to be like can you ask me a question I work better with questions and so yeah. like then then maybe the, the, then it's a therapist job you're paying them right to kind of like prompt you with with maybe they're probably their questions like well what brought you here today and maybe try to before you go see your your first your first appointment like try to think about that how would you answer that question what brought you here today um and, my mom brought like literally notes? like year note notes a timeline like a notebook oh. full of shit to her her most recent <laughs> therapist <laughs> a sad handwritten book yeah. <laughs> um speaking of rebel wilson okay Ooh, next questions fun we got into the miscellaneous um <laughs> what is the biggest thing you've realized about yourself during quarantine saman i feel like i have become come into my own in quarantine i can't explain <laughs> uh give her an apartment that's all she needs to be in <laughs> yeah like i feel like i've i feel like i know i know who i am now i can't i can't explain it but like but it's like the cancellation of the wedding and the happening of a pandemic, a thing that I feared happening. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I know who I am now. That's great. That's so who are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't have to I get it. I mean, I do know, but like, yeah, I don't want to like make a treatise on myself. I get it. I get point. it. What's the biggest um, thing you've learned about yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I know this kind of goes with another question where it says, like, what's your a new motto um, from the quarantine? So I'm mixing it in. And recently I've thought about it. And it's like because I've been reading a lot about like and I, like I told you, I've been learning about like how to like love your body and like being body neutral and all of that. And like, obviously, I went into quarantine, like thinking that I was going to work out every single day, you know, like everybody went in. Right. And that was a phase. I'm. It's kind of interesting to think again, think back to your mindset, to you as a person in that day, like we were talking about in the last episode, and yourself now. And I feel like instead of coming out of quarantine with a new body, I feel like I'm coming out with a new outlook. And like that. I thought you were going to say, I feel like I'm coming out with a new soul. <laughs> no, a new outlook, like a new perspective on life, on humanity on society i feel like billy madison um on you know just like on myself on diet culture like big time like i set out in the beginning of this to really like i was like i really i, I told you guys like i had like a straight up panic attack about my like my relationship with my with food and all of that and i set out to heal that and i just feel like even even with all everything that happened with blm and um, just like everything that fucking has happened during quarantine, I feel like instead of just fucking the, the body shit is so small, it's so 
superficial and yeah and it just like make peace with yourself like this is also in the not a, the the body's not an apology like you have to make peace with yourself make peace with difference that's like another big big thing like difference in people and then obviously to make peace with your body but like yeah it's just like your perspective is what matters and the chi- and the actions you take from that new perspective is is I don't know, is, is what's important. Not what you fucking do to work out, which is what yeah. we went into quarantine thinking about. Remember? Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you that it, um, it's sort of become like, like the body stuff feels so small to me. It feels yeah. so small and so like, okay. Like, it and- feels, it feels like it's been like neutralized. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, which is the goal, which I'm like so proud of us for like even having this conversation. Because if you think about like diet starts tomorrow, day one, how entrenched in diet culture we were, how, in, how obsessed we were with being thin and where we are today, it's just like another, it's a different podcast. So it, it feels like a win. I would say maybe that's our non-scale win. That can be our non-scale win because honestly, I would have to like think of one. Um, and <laughs> Mine I, was I played tennis and I was really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, and okay. I passed, Sammy, wait, when I was in Roslyn, I passed by like the country estate's um, old pool club where it's no longer there. It's like a deserted, <laughs> sad, rich, <laughs> rich people's land. Um, <laughs> and I just thought back to the days that we played tennis a couple times there, remember? Yeah. Um, like, I think you wore the pink sweater. <laughs> Probably. Um, or, I always or maybe, the pink maybe sweater. like it wasn't the pink sweater. It was like the, it was like a, a Lacoste um, shirt. A Lacoste, look, Lacoste, like, um, what's that called? Collared t-shirt. Yeah. I know. I used to wear two. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. I remember distinctly remember you waiting for like the golf bus to pick you up for like a, a for, um, a, I guess not at home. What's the other one? An away game. An away game. Well, there's no golf course at the high school, so they were all away. (laughs) Obviously. So you were wearing the double thing, I remember. (laughs) That's me. I mean, is that funny? I can't, Um, we can't hide. Yeah, I can't. Should we do these two very scandalous questions? I want to do them. (laughs) Okay, go ask. Okay, do you know each other's weight? No, I don't even know my own weight. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't know my own weight. I haven't weighed myself since the beginning. Yeah. And do you guys get annoyed at each other as co-founders? As co-founders? Like at yeah. work? Yeah. Like, not, not recently. No, not recently. But like, obviously, okay. I wanted, I wanted us to answer this question because yeah, obviously two people who have known each other and th- three people also who have known yeah. each other for 15 years who own a business together get annoyed at each other as co-founders. Like in yeah. general. Like, Duh. of course we do. And I think, what was I listening to? Oh, that, that podcast, podcast I said, you told me friendship. Listen. Yeah. Okay. So in that, in that, um, in that podcast, they were talking about how it's called big friendship. The book that the woman wrote, which is basically about like a friendship that's over 10 years. Big friendship. Um, big, that's like, big so- friendship. Yeah. <laughs> she was saying like best friendship sounds like so childish and stupid. And, but like, there needs to be like a word for like, uh, you know what I mean? Like a friend that you had for like a really long time and it's like a real 
serious relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. and that like, there's just not the same respect afforded to those types of friendships in society. And that like, everyone sort of like looks at, you know, oh, like, are we like friends on Instagram? And it was, the book was written by two friends and, and they had talked, they went to like couples therapy because they had like a rift in their friendship and like, but no one could tell because like everything on Instagram looked nice and they were like, oh, yeah. we'll just like share everything. It's like, yeah, obviously like we love each other. Everything like, of course that's like at the, the base of it, but like we're running a business together. There's almost 30 employees. Like, of course there's going to be things that we're like, oh, I disagree with you and you get annoyed. Like, that's normal. Yeah, totally. I, I even I answered like saying like, not recently. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, what do you mean? What kind of questions that obviously like if couples have couples therapy and that's normal, like, and you're in a relationship that's kind of shorter than like a, a friendship that we've had. Um, yeah. Yeah, dub. But we're both like rational adults and we learn how to smooth it out. We learn how to fix it, heal it. Um, yeah, because you like, you want to. It's not like, what do you yeah. do? Just be mad like forever? Yeah, it's like when you're a kid and like the girl like that's fighting with you, you're like, okay, I don't want to be friends with you ever again. He's like, well, okay, bye. <laughs> well, that's what they, that's what the book talks about because it's like, you can no longer really like do that as an adult. Like you have, if you don't want to be friends with someone, you have to actively end the friendship in like, a normal way like you have to break up with them yeah yeah that's crazy we should have the i think we should try to get that off there okay for sure i'm gonna listen to that podcast um but yeah like definitely get annoyed with each other but that's normal yeah like with any relationship like we see each other more than well now not anymore but like at work you see your 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 business partner more than you see your like significant other or your partner yeah <laughs> At this point, it's different, but, you know, still a lot of Zooms. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's our episode. If you guys want to email us, dst at betches.com. Send us your dear DSDs. Send us questions you want us to address, any episode topics you want us to tackle. We're listening. We're here. We love your feedback. Rate, review, and subscribe. Please go rate our podcast. You know, we were just talking about how much it's changed and... Um, we'd love to see if you agree or if you love the change, if you, whatever, we love feedback, go rate review and subscribe, <laughs> um, and email us and follow us at alien at Sammy at diet starts tomorrow. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbein. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.